Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kids Matter Podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kidman, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now, here's your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Hey, friends, Ryan Frank, welcome to episode number 54 of the Kids Matter Podcast. Here with my good friend, colleague, co-host, Fellow labor in the ministry, Corey Jones. What's going on, Corey? You're setting it up a little too big. Golly. Man, fellow, fellow laborer in the ministry. I don't think I've ever called you that before. Nope. I've called you a lot of other stuff. Yeah. All good. Yeah, all good. Right. But how are, how are the Joneses doing? Things are good. Um, we're, Lord willing, we're starting our kids' ministry services this Sunday, but... You know how that could always change. Oh my gosh. Well, I just, I just want to say this, Corey, that I'm, you know, for, I know this is an audio podcast. I'm hearing you really well. Uh, your sound is really coming through your mask very oh, well. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's coming through. I assume you're wearing a mask. Yeah, I got this sweet Batman mask from one of the elders of our church because he knows I'm a big Batman fan. Oh my gosh. Tell me about your mask. Oh, right now, I, I'm in a room by myself. I'm not wearing a mask at the moment, but I have in my pocket a plain black mask. Nice. It's just black. Nothing fancy, it do, although it does have adjustable straps. Whoa. For your ears. It has adjustable straps. That would be a conversation piece in the world we live in. Oh, my word. Mask. Yeah, or so political. I oh, mean, cool. and not just in on the news and the church. I mean, it's amazing. These churches are splitting over masks. That's insane. <laughs> it, it really is insane. So friends, we, from Corey and I, be responsible, wear your mask when you're supposed to, please practice social distancing. Um, <laughs> Good way to put love into action. By putting uh, you know what it is. It is. All right, today, Ryan, I want to look at a post in the I Love Kidman group. Um, it was posted by Miss Becky Fisher. A lot of people probably recognize her. She posts all the time. She said, yeah. how many years have you been in children's ministry? And what's the longest you've stayed in one church in children's ministry? And man, there were like 250 replies to that real quick. I loved reading. So, Corey, what was the average? Did you get your calculator out and do the average? Well, not yet, but it sounds like something I would want to do. I like playing with numbers. Yeah, you're a numbers guy. You're an analytics guy. I thought you'd have a, an average for us. I don't have an average. Uh, thanks for putting me on the spot. Uh, next time. <laughs> so, as you look at it, I mean, what do you feel like it, does it lean one way or the other, or is it all over the map? Yeah, it's well over the map. I was very surprised. I expected the average to be closer to like five years, um, but there were a ton of people that have been serving even in one church for 10 years, 15 years, or like longer than I've been alive. There were some of those that were uh, serving so many times, just so long. I thought it was cool. I, there were also some people that were- That is amazing. Um, they- they are in their first year of ministry. And like for those people, I would say, hey, read through that post and connect with some other new people and connect with some veteran people. So yeah. great place to connect with other people in the same field. So um, I know looking through the list, there are a couple of names that I didn't know. And I want to be reaching out, especially to some of those long timers. I want to learn from them and grow from them. So check it out. It's a good post. 
I think it's a good point. And by the way, Corey, we are, um, as we record this, we are, I feel like, days away from a huge milestone in our Facebook community, 25,000 members. 25. We're like, we're like 100, pe 100 people away. So I think any day now we're going to hit that milestone and we're going to have to celebrate big. That's a big number. A lot of children's ministry leaders. And the cool thing, Corey, you know this because you're an admin in the group. Facebook has identified our group as a highly engaged group. In other words, oh, yeah. a majority of the 25,000 are engaged members. They are liking, commenting, posting, sharing. So I think this is a community y'all each should be very, very proud. And you're right, Corey, whether you're new at this or you're a veteran and you've been at it for a long time, we can all benefit. So thank you, I Love Kidman community. Hey, we've got lots of great new resources at kidsmatter.com. I feel like I don't know why I say that for you. Every podcast, whenever we record a podcast, I say, I say we've got all these new resources. But we really do every day new stuff's being added to kidsmatter.com. And one of the things I love doing in the podcast is sharing a couple of my favorites. And Corey, you get to share a couple of your favorites. Cool. I went first last week, Corey. You go first this week. Give us one of your favorite downloads at kidsmatter.com. All right, so mine is one that's been on the site a little while, um, but I just think it's a fun game. It's called Puppy or Panda, and it's a game where the there's an image on the screen. It's very blurred. You can't totally see what's going on with it. It slowly comes to focus, and then it asks you the crowd. What do you think it is? Is it a puppy or a panda? And I like it. It stumps me left and right because I go, all right, there's black and white there. I can see the general shape. Yeah, I'm going with Panda, and uh, it's just a really fat dog. <laughs> well, and, and you know, I, yeah, that's a great game. Kids love pandas, and they love puppy dogs, and so it's a win-win with kids. There's another game on there that um, a third version is new on the website in the last week, and it is Cool Cats and Karaoke Meow Mix. Now, we've got the Disney mix. We've got the Worship Songs mix. This is the Meow Mix with some popular songs that kids are gonna recognize from Kid Bop and you know, just different songs that are trending now. Mm -hmm. And it's a good one. If you're a fan of Cool Cats and Karaoke, Disney edition or the Worship Songs volume one, you're gonna love Meow Mix. I think there's 10 songs on this one, Corey. Oh, wow. 10 bucks. It's a I great, great game. This version yet. We should uh, jump on like a Facebook uh, live and play it. That'd be fun. We should. We should. Yep. Let's see. Um, I, I was also going to share the same game, but I'll just talk about how there's a three. Uh, and so yes. if yes. you haven't played this game yet, you could save, is it like half off? Yeah, 50% off. You're right. 50% yep. off. So if you just got the three-pack, search for it. Don't buy all three individual. <laughs> You'll be able to save half off, and uh, you got three games in your back pocket ready to go. Hey, we could not do the podcast. I suppose we could. But, you know, the podcast is made possible because of our sponsors. And we want to thank... Carl Bastian and the team at kidology.org for sponsoring this episode. 
you may know Carl Bastian from Kidology, from Kids Matter Magazine, from our conference, Megacon, or Kidman Academy. You may, what you may not know is that Carl has a brand new podcast for kids called Pastor Carl's Bedtime Stories. Have you heard about this, Corey? I have. Um, I know they're like five to like 13 minutes long. And, yeah. Um, that kids love them. <laughs> they do. So the idea is um, tell the Alexa or, you know, whatever in your kid's room to play the podcast. And Pastor Carl Bastian will read your kids a bedtime story. I think it's pretty fun. If it's been a while since you've been to kidology.org, go check it out. Uh, this is a great resource for those of you that serve kids and families in the church. All right, today, Ryan, you're going to be sharing with us some productivity. And I love it because uh, I like learning things from people that actually do stuff and like they practice yeah. what they preach. And yeah. I know from working with you that you are known to accomplish more in a day than a lot of people do in a week or two weeks, actually. And so I'd love to hear your secret, hear what, you, uh, what tips you have for us, any advice that you have for us. Um, so let's dive in and uh, learn how to be more productive. Well, yeah, thanks, Corey. I'm excited about this topic as well, because it's a question that I get a lot. And as Ryan, how do you get so much stuff done? Um, well, it's not because I'm any smarter than anybody else. I promise you that. It's not because I have more time than anybody else. I can assure you of that. I have just learned to put some disciplines and some best practices in my life. And these have become habits for me that have helped me be productive. I do have a lot of stuff going on. So I've got ministry that I'm a part of, like all of you at a local church. And then of course, Corey and I talk a lot about Kids Matter on this podcast. And we were still publishing Kids Matter magazine, and we have Kidman Academy in our conference. And then you may or may not know that Beth and I own a car wash and a drive through convenience store and um, a bunch of apartment complexes around the state of Indiana. And so we're busy. We've got a lot going on. The truth is we're all busy. We've all got things happening. And we can all do things to help us stay productive. Now, what I want to do today, I told Corey when we, when we, before we hit record on the podcast, is I'm going to share with you my number one productivity hack. Now, I would have a lot of fun doing a whole podcast series on productivity hacks. Corey is a genius on productivity hacks. Our mutual friend and mentor, Jim Weidman, is a genius on productivity hacks. We Corey and I both follow people that teach productivity hacks, but there is one productivity hack that I live by religiously every day, and it is completing my daily productivity playbook. I call it my productivity playbook. I first got this idea about five years ago on a podcast. I was listening to somebody who he said, I start my day every day before I check my email, before I check social media, before I do anything else. I write down on a sheet of paper what my priorities are for the day and the people that I need to talk to today. And that is my Bible, so to speak, when it comes to task management for the day. It's not my big to-do list. It's my 
guidebook, my map for the day. And I started doing that. And Corey, every day, I did it this morning. Every day, with the exception of the weekends, I don't really do this on the weekends, but every day that I go to work, I, and I sit at my desk, uh, I fill out a productivity playbook. Now, let me unpack this for you, because you can create your own productivity playbook. It's way more simple than it may sound. I answer three questions every day. I write down today's date, and then my first question is, what are my priorities for the day? In other words, what are some things that I really want to work on no matter what? Now, I get it in, in ministry. People die. People are in a car accident. Your pastor calls a meeting that you weren't planning on. Stuff happens. In a ministry, sometimes we're not able to control our day like we want because we're in the people business of serving and shepherding and caring for the spiritual lives of people. But every day, I start my day by identifying what are a handful of priorities. Keyword, handful. I'm not going to write down 10 or 12 things. I'm going to write down four to six things that I really want to accomplish no matter what. Now, I'll probably refer to my to-do list. Okay, I've got this to-do list. I got all this stuff I need to do. Now, it's Monday. Now, it's Tuesday. What are my top priorities that I want to do today? That's the first thing I write down on my productivity playbook. The second thing I list are the people that I need to talk to. So who are the people that I need to talk to today? It may be an email I need to send. It may be a phone call I need to make. It may be a visit I need to make. It might be a meeting I need to have. Um, it might be somebody in the office I need to talk to. But who are some people that I need to talk to to really get some things done? I don't want to let this hang over. I don't want to have this monkey hanging on my neck for three weeks that I need to reach out to Becky and talk to her about this. I'm just going to write it down. And I'm going to do my best to talk to that person today. Now, the third thing I write down, the first thing is I make a short list of priorities for the day. The second thing, I make a short list of people. These all start with a P, people that I need to talk to that day. And the third thing that I write down is what are, if I get those things done at the top, those priorities, and if I get these people talked to, then what I have at the bottom of my list is here are three projects that I can work on. And, and I list underneath those projects just a few things that I could do to move those projects forward. So maybe one of those projects is I need to start thinking about winter camp, or maybe I need to start thinking about this over this retreat or this activity, or I know I've got an elder meeting coming up. What are some things I can do to help prepare and do to move that project forward? Now, some days I never get to that part of my productivity playbook because I spend the majority of my time focusing on those priorities at the top and the people that I need to talk to. But if I get those priorities done, I get those people talked to, then it's great because then I can move to the bottom of my list where I'm going to do some things to move some important projects forward. Now, here's the thing. I make this list at the beginning of the day and I carry it with me in my by in my notebook, it travels with me home every night. If I go to lunch, it goes with me to lunch. I carry this with me and I love it because it keeps me focused and it keeps me productive.
One of the best uses of your time is for you to choose how you're gonna use your time, how you're gonna use your time. And Corey, as I wrap up, um, what this does for me is it helps me set some good goals for the day. And then by keeping the list short and by working on this first thing every day, it allows me to do those important jobs first, okay? The important things first. This is why I wrote a book last fall called Eat the Frog First. Mark Twain said, if you eat a live frog first thing every day, that nothing worse can happen to you the rest of the day. Think about that. If, if this morning you ate a live frog, literally ate a live frog, could anything worse happen to you? No. But when you think of your priorities, I'm going to put difficult tasks up there, undesirable tasks up there, important tasks up there, and I'm going to do that stuff and get it done. And then I'll reward myself by letting myself get on YouTube, by letting myself get on Pinterest, get on Instagram, get on Facebook, um, do some of the easier tasks like running errands or whatever that I'm not put up that I could teach you, that Corey could teach you, that we could learn from each other. But I think if somebody asked me, Ryan, what's the number one hack you would share? What's the number one secret that's real, that really helps you get stuff done? It's my daily productivity playbook. I don't know what I would do without it, Corey. I've gotten to where um, I love it. I miss it if I don't have it. Um, if I get a few minutes of idle time, instead of just jumping on my phone or instead of wasting time away, I'll look at my productivity thing. She, you know what? I could call this person right now. I could send this text to person. It's as simple as a one sheet where you list your priorities. You list the people that you want to talk to that you need to talk to that day. And then if you get that stuff done, you write down a few projects and things that you can do to move those projects forward. Ryan, I got two questions for you. Yes. First question is when you're finished with your sheet for the day, do you have a ritual you do? Yeah. Do you tear it up? Do you save it in a scrapbook? What do you do with that paper? Uh, man, that's a good point. So normally what I end up doing is I carry it over to the next day. So when, I, when I'm making my new productivity playbook, um, I'll look at what didn't I do yesterday and is that still important? I'll transfer stuff over. I, and then I cross everything out. And then when I see that everything's crossed out, I normally throw it away. I probably should keep them so I could celebrate. But um, yeah, I've got this weird ritual, Corey. I don't know if I've ever told anybody about this. I'm funny about folding paper, no matter what it is, whether it's a small sheet of paper or a big eight and a half by 11, I always fold it in half and then throw it away. I'm like OCD about that. But if you looked in my trash can in my office, Every piece of trash, if it's paper, would be folded in half. I don't know why I do that, but I do that. So I normally fold it in half and I throw it in the can. That's cool. It's probably yeah. something from your childhood. I don't know. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah, something weird about my personality. So my second question then is, um, this sheet sounds great. And you said that someone could make one, but I'm curious, is that something that we can make available? Is that something that you yeah, can- Yeah, good, good point. Yeah, thank you. I should have said that earlier. So when I started doing this, I made just an eight and a half by 11 uh, in Word. And I printed 50 of them at a time. And it was just a one page Word document. 
Now I had, I've taught this principle so much. I had people ask me for my productivity playbook. I've actually enhanced it. If you go to kidsmatter.com and you push shop at the top of the page and you go down to the leadership category, you're going to find the Ryan Frank, I think it's called the printable productivity playbook. It's actually like 12 or 14 pages, Corey, because I have expanded it. There is the one sheet for every day, but then I've also expanded it to where uh, there's a sheet that'll help you set your goals for the month, for the year. I've got a couple sheets that'll help you plan your social media posts for the week. I have a couple sheets just for notes. And so I have a lot of people that will print this stuff out and then um, three hole punch it and put it in a binder or something. But it's, I've dressed it up, it's a PDF, it's reproducible. Um, so if you go to Kids Matter and you either search for the Ryan Frank Printable Productivity Playbook or go to the leadership category under shop, you'll see it. Good question, Corey. Very cool. Well, while we're wrapping up today, I'd love to hear about something going on in the Kids Matter world. Anything you want to update us on? Yeah, thank you. Let's wrap up with this, friends. We announced last week a brand new workshop to help you help your parents. Listen, this uh, COVID-19, this pandemic, it has impacted all of us. And if there's anyone that's felt it, it's parents. Um, as their kids, a lot of, a lot of them, they're, they're homeschooling their kids. Their kids have, are in front of screens now more than ever. Their kids are more anxious more than ever. Um, and they're trying to figure what do I do with my kids all this time that I've got them. So we've, we're creating a one hour workshop and here's how it works. You purchase this one hour workshop and you have a license to share it with all the families in your church. So you get an, a video version. We have five different speakers, Corey, in this one hour workshop. Uh, they, it's like a TED talk style where they're all talking for like five or 10 minutes around topics like helping kids overcome anxiety. How do you help kids set parameters with their screens and their mobile devices? How do you create a spiritual plan for your family? How do you move from just a survival mode to a thriving mode? And then we've got a great one, a great session on how do you help kids um, make up for needs in their life that they don't receive during a pandemic. Like my, I'm homeschooling my kids. They desperately miss their friends and they need social interaction. How do you help with that? That kind of stuff. This is all in a one hour workshop. You'll get the video, the audio, because some of your parents might not want to watch the audio video. They might want to listen on their device, on their commute to work or while they're exercising at the Y um, or, or running or whatever they do. You get a, a, a reproducible uh, workbook. You get social graphics, a promo video. It's really all intended for you to have a tool for your parents. This isn't like uh, we gather at the church on one day for this workshop, although I guess you could do that. It's more mom and dad, here is a, a workshop that we've invested in as a church. We want you to, to watch this sometime in the next couple of weeks on your schedule. We, it's one hour. We know it's gonna really, really help you as you help your kids during this pandemic. It's called the Parenting in Coronaville workshop. Parenting in Coronaville workshop. I'm sure if you go to Kids Matter, you'll see it on the homepage somewhere, but you can also in the red bar at the top, there's a button that says training. And if you push training, you'll see the Parenting in Coronaville workshop. Go get signed up and uh, take advantage of this as a resource to help you 
help your parents move from just surviving to thriving. All right, Ryan, I have to admit something. Uh, while you were talking, I went to Kids Matter and downloaded your productivity planner. And it, did you? Yeah. I did. Uh, but it is like very graphically appealing. You didn't say that like you put a lot of time into well, how it actually looks. You know what? I hired, that's a good point. So we, have a, we literally have an award-winning designer that we use that designs every issue of Kids Matter magazine. All I can afford him for is the magazine because he's so expensive and he does such a good job. But I did hire him for my productivity playbook because I wanted it to look really good. I wanted it to be visually appealing. I didn't want the graphics to be so much that you got lost in the graphics, but I wanted it to look professional. Thank you for mentioning that, Corey. Oh, it's great. Um, yeah, I'm super impressed with the design. Thank you. Friends, it's been a great podcast, episode number 54 from Corey Jones and myself and the entire Kids Matter uh, Kidmen team. Thank you so much. Thank you for supporting the podcast. If you haven't rated the podcast and reviewed it, it sure would mean the world to Corey and I and our entire ministry team if you would do that. It's episode 54. Corey, we going to do this again next week? I'm in if you are. I, I think we should. Maybe Tuesday or Wednesday so we can get it out by Thursday. Let's do it. Let's do it. Put it on the right, planner. All right, let's do it. Let's keep the conversation rolling in the I Love Kid Men Facebook community. Talk to you next time.